Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hello, property magicians. Welcome to episode 97 of the Property Magicians Podcast. Okay, so if you've just joined us, my name is Vangile Makwakwa. I am your host for the show. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. And with me is my incredible co-host. Hi there, Vangile. Hi, property magicians. This is Dr. Miranda, prop dog mom. I am a mentor, a property mentor for beginners, for property investors who are beginners. I take you from anxiety, from fear, from doubt about investing in property to investing in your first property, right? And um, today we have an incredible guest for you guys. Incredible. Get a pen, get a notebook, and um, press the rewind button, by the way, many times because gems, gems, gems. Introduce Incredible. our guest. Incredible. <laughs> Oh my God. Just like writing off Nizo's incredible, incredible <laughs> comment. I was just talking about that. Guys, it really, really is an incredible <laughs> show. <laughs> so her name is, uh, she goes by Labor Grass on um, social media, social on media. Facebook. And in this show, she comes and she talks to us about how she started off on her property investing journey. So just uh, background of how this episode even came to be. We've been wanting you on this podcast for a year. Yeah. It took us a year to get her, right? And finally it happened and you guys are going to just love it. I think the best thing with this podcast is uh, she talks a lot about financing models, different different financing models, and we'd like to have her back to go deeper. But yeah, yeah. but she goes everywhere, guys. She goes to every strategy. She goes to every relationship. (laughs) She goes to, it's incredible. It it really is. I I really loved how generous she is with information, but that's what she does on Facebook. And we thought, let's put it into a podcast. She does realize how much how many gems she gives us our takeaways are not even gonna start addressing this so let's welcome oh she is Rataha is one for grass oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is amazing let's do it okay so welcome Lebu. wow thank you for coming on the show it's been almost a year <laughs> Yeah, it's almost a year. Thank you for the invite. I'm so happy to be at the Proposition Podcast. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Yeah, we are. My goodness, yeah. We've we've struggled and and, and finally got you here. So, mm, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, so level. Oh, Nisa, I'm looking at your earrings. Sorry, you had to comment. Gorgeous. Guys, if you're listening to the podcast, Nisa is wearing these Africa shaped gold earrings. Very, very beautiful. (laughs) I digress. (laughs) Level, please tell us about yourself. Who are you? How do you define yourself as a human being? And what do you do? 
Okay. Um, my name is Lebohan Ratlaha, but I go by my nickname, Grass. Uh, mm. I'm from Midlands, Soweto. That's where I was born and bred. Okay. And I've spent my whole life in Soweto. Uh, and I'm currently residing in Limpopo due to work. I'm deployed there in Limpopo for, okay. I think, for, for a time being. Then with my work base, I'm based in Johannesburg, Alberton. That's where I'm working. Uh, I started uh, basically. Yeah. But what's your background, Lebo? What did you do at school, if you don't mind? Um, okay. Yeah. And what do you do now? Did you use the same degree to be in the job that you are in? Okay. I studied communication science at UNESA, and I mm. also studied at Southwest Housing College. And mm. I also studied, studied at Bet Enterprise, but it was a short course at University mm. of And um, okay, my qualification is not relevant to my work, but I've done okay. some pro I've done some projects at work that's relevant to my qualification during the mm. 20 World Cup, whereby I was the the communication liaison officer between mm. my office mm. the, and and, and the airport when I was working at the OR Tambo. Okay. Awesome. Mm. And what do you do at work, if you don't mind us asking? Okay, I'm a custom official and a tax ambassador. I see. Mm. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And she ends up on a property magician's podcast. So, Lebo, tell me, are you tell me did you, when you bought your first property were you thinking real estate investing was it on your path was it a deliberate path or was it because you were buying a roof over your head okay uh i think since i was since the age of 14 i've yeah. been interested in having my own property for residential like i always love to have my own property a beautiful property for myself so since age 14 that was my aspiration to own my first property okay. so i think uh, when i started working i think six months into my permanent employment that's when mm -hmm. i bought the property which was mm -hmm. for residential. at the time mm -hmm. i was not thinking about property investing but i okay. was doing research about property investing i've seen people in my township doing property investing whereby they'll build some back rooms getting people to rent them out and stuff so I didn't have a problem mm. with that journey. But at that moment when I was buying, I was buying only for residential. So that was my first property. I think it was in 2008. Yeah. How old were you when you did? Uh, I, re I registered for a property when I was 24 because it was a new development. And by the okay. time I was five, uh, when I was 25, I think it was the same week of my birthday. That's when the property was registered. registered. The same week of my birthday. And then that's when I was able to to move in into the property. And then I was twenty five at the time. Mm, okay, so you didn't. Oh, where was this property? If you don't mind us asking. Okay, it was in Soweto in Prochadlen. Okay. Oh, awesome, awesome. Wow. Prochadlen is a is a fertile ground there. I love it. I love yeah. it. Okay. So how did you then go from the first property level that? I want this for residential purposes. I just want to live there. And you're 25 to 
hey, I want to get into the second property. How does how did you then decide to get your second property? And was it then a conscious investment decision? Okay. I think when I bought that first property, because it was a new development and I had to start building the, the barrier wall around. So that's when I started uh, checking around for for the construction and uh, 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 warehouses where they were selling cheaper. So I came across a friend who introduced me to the Stain family in Rainfontein. So mm -hmm. the Stain family, they're a building supply whereby they sell to other hardware. So that's when we visited them. So when we visit, when we visited them at, the, at their premises to go and buy some soil and bricks and stuff, that's when I learned that the family, actually, they are property investors. Apparently, most of the land, part of the land in West Rand is owned by the Stain families. So that's mm -hmm. when I became interested to find out that they also even own part of the land. In, before it was project land, they were owning part of the land. So they bid selling the land to the government and to the banks. So the banks and the government are busy developing the land and selling to other people when they, when they already built the houses. So that's when I became interested. Then I started talking to one of the family members, which was the father, and then he started mm. engaging. And then we spoke about many property investment deals that I can go through. So he also told me that, you no, know, in your own house, you can build, if you've got space, you can build something, you can build a cottage, you can build some rooms and start renting it out and see if maybe you are making money from that. And then that's yeah. when you're going to start winning uh, experience and you're going to start having interest. Then you can start buying more. You are able to even buy more. That's when I ask him, is it possible that I can buy while still owing the same house that I'm staying in? He said, yes, it's possible. But the advice he can give me is that I'm supposed to at least buy, build in the same premises and start Get gaining experience through that, being a landlord through that experience, and then, then I can move over and then buy another property. So mm -hmm. after building that area, well, then I started having interest in building the, the external structure that he told me about. And then that's when I started building the external structure that he told me about. And then after building that external structure, then that's when I... Hold on, hold on, level, hold on. Level. So when you are talking about an extended structure, what are you talking about? I built a cottage house. In the oh, same you premise. Built a cottage in the same premise. Look at that, man. Mm -hmm. Having an engagement just like that before buying soil and bricks, and someone is already sharing house hacking with you. Hey? Yes. And you, yeah, and you hadn't even moved into the house yet. No, I already, I was already staying in the, in the main house. I like that. Wow. I like, oh, I like, wow. I like that, that advice. Awesome. Hey? It is awesome. You are 25. You are already having a relationship with someone who is trying to sell you building material and he is already giving you a strategy just like that. When we talk to people about there are low down money strategies, right? Where you do mm -hmm. not have you don't have to spend some more money registering another property. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you do this extended structure, the cottage level, how big was the structure first? And um, did you have any doubts or fears about what he had given you advice about, or you just had the courage of youth? <laughs> no, I, 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 courage. Remember, he already told me about adding an an, an a structure. Right. Already from my background, from Midlands where I was staying, uh, people already. I think most of our neighbors, so my grandmothers, they already had added structures that they had. So. Oh. Mm -hmm. I, the back I, rooms, right? 
when i'm saying they had your grandmothers and their friends they your grandmother and their friends they had like back rooms so you had some kind of idea of how what he meant yeah what he meant yes so from that from from that information that's when i took courage to say okay i can also do this because i can also use their experience because i've seen how they were doing it i can also use their experience to also do the same thing so that's when mm-hmm. i started by building material from the same person and from other suppliers and then i started building that structure then after building the structure that's when i started uh, doing the the the, the letting to, to 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 different people then i said mm-hmm. when i the letting that's when i was able to even get more extra income from that structure and i think it was it was almost i think i used that money that I was paid that they were paying me from their rental income that they were paying me i used that money to even added to paying off my bond i think it almost took me i think one year by adding that structure it took me one year to even pay off that first bond you mm-hmm. you're kidding me wow you're kidding me oh my god Liv. but let's amazing. let's it is let's talk about that landlording so early in your life you know when people when i talk to people who are new mentees or people who inquire about the mentorship the first thing people tell me when i'm like yeah property investing is viable they go oh my god what is the tenant let's just talk about the tenant for you what were the challenges the doubts the fears did you have any and did you have yeah what how did you deal with that okay i remember when actually that's our neighbors some of our neighbors were already doing the the the, the bedroom letting so they mm. advised me first with the advertisement they advised me to say no lebhang you know the best way to advertise is to go online and that was something new to me because the only thing i knew on how to advertise was to paste it to your shop right your spa all those shops so for me they told me that no you can advertise at sites like olx gumtree and i think yeah. i advertised first time i advertised i think i've got so many views i think i've got more than 1000 views in less than 2 hours i already had so many people to come and view and i already selected my tenants from that like so same day when i advertised i already managed to secure tenants and then that's mm-hmm. when i started learning how to be a landlord from that was my first experience of learning how to be a landlord did you have a lease agreement yes i had lease agreement luckily i found people who were very matured and they were professionals because i like going with professionals because before i even let you in at least i do some interview i try to check where you working if you've got a permanent job and all those things so luckily i found people who were already working and they were working for government they were government mm-hmm. employees so they didn't even give me any challenges they were able to provide me with the documentation that they employed and then we agreed did the lease agreements and i was fine with them and i can tell you now i ever they are no longer staying at my place one of them i'm mentoring her she wants to buy she wants she wants to start investing in property and then awesome. the other guy family now he's no longer staying with us he's married but we like family now he's always yeah. up after us and stuff so okay. it was, and i never had challenges that much okay you mm-hmm. you do find challenges whereby you after them after them moving out I, i could find challenges with having some people maybe will come to you and say no today i don't have money to pay and stuff all those things so you learn as a person you learn your roots and most of the time i would rely on google and i would also refer to the rental tribunal court to learn some of the things that they require for you to be the landlord what are your rights what are your limits what are the rights of the tenants what are the limits so i learned 
through Google and, and contacting the rental tribunal court to at least find out what what are my responsibilities as the landlord and what are my rights and my limitations. Mm, that is okay. such gold. That is such gold. That rental tribunal because most that of, is that yeah. is really gold. Mm. Love, love mm. that. Mm. Okay, so hmm. This is really um, interesting. So then you started, then you had this, uh, you had these tenants. Can you tell us a little bit more about the structure? When you decided on the first structure, did you do a one bedroom, two bedroom, a studio? Because I ask this because most people think that if I'm going to do this, I have to do something huge. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Good question, Ben. (laughs) I I think that. I had it, it was a 70 because I had a big yard. It was a 70 square square meter cottage. And then it had a uh, it's it's got a two bedrooms, and then it was two separate bedrooms, like garage size. The bedrooms were garage size whereby you can make a bedroom and you can also do a dining and open plan dining. And then they've got a kitchen and it's got a bathroom and shower. Okay, the bathroom I added on a jacuzzi because I wanted the place to be more sophisticated. So I think that that's what attracted most of my tenants. Okay. You had a jacuzzi. And they also use a shower and the kitchen as well. It had a washing machine. It had a four plate ah. stove. It had everything. The kitchen had everything. You just come with only your groceries and your utensils. Then you can start using the kitchen. The only thing I didn't insert in the bedrooms was the furniture. They could come with only the furniture for their bedroom. But the kitchen mm-hmm. and bathroom all had everything. Okay. 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 Wow. But level, level, you see, Fuena, for you also, because we just happened to know you before, you are a super entrepreneur as well. So getting into property, for you, was it... Did you have lots of fears and doubts or it's just something that doesn't feature with you? This is so critical because most females begin with what they are scared of. They don't begin with how much money they are going to make. Did the property investing to you sound like just another thing that you are selling? Uh, remember, okay, me, um, as, as I told you that I love properties, I love interior decorations. So okay. for me, starting into okay. property, doing something that I love. So okay. for me to do something that I love, I didn't even have any fears and any yeah. doubts. One That's thing nice. about any fears and doubts is that even when I met the tenants for the first time and when right. I came in contract and stuff, they could see that, no, this person, this person is very professional. You think It seems like she knows her story. Like if mm. I could tell you, you were my first uh, tenants, they wouldn't even believe it because already I've done research and I've learned from other people. So going okay. in there with and love, they could see that I was okay. doing this from from a passion base, from, from a passion point of base. So it was something that already that I love. So I didn't have any fears at mm-hmm. all, mm-hmm. and I was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like enjoying. I was enjoying doing it. Mm-hmm. Can, can you see it. that though? I love that yeah. because you know. I mean, I, yeah, I, it's something that, and someone will enjoy the building and interior decorating, mm. but not, not enjoy the vetting of the, of the tenants. And it's important exactly. to know your poison. 
right? Yes. It's important yeah. to know your poison. Um, vanilla doesn't like the filling up of forms with the developer in the, in the bank. Up. Just know your poison, you know? It makes it so much easier. <laughs> as you say, I'm from an entrepreneur background whereby growing up, I sold a whole lot of things. So obviously, and I, like I studied, and I studied like, business, uh, and I studied business management at Beth's Enterprise. So obviously, I was combining those two. I was combining yeah. the, the landlord experience I learned from my grandmother and the, and the neighbors and friends, mm -hmm. and then obviously right. adding the experience that the guy gave me, even though it was information. But because of I was seeing it from an experience point of view, how they were doing it, how they developed the whole project land. So I was already learning from their experiences. Of course, sometimes even Love when they were ocean of lands, I think when they were doing the selling of Lufereng, there was an there's an era called Lufereng before yeah. it was developed. It's 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 a government land now. They are yeah. building their Lufereng a township before it was developed. Uh, when they were doing the auctioning and stuff, I went there to just attend because of. I had interest and already this guy has already told me this information. Mm -hmm. So I already okay. attended. Yes, and also yeah. as well, when building Prochard Land Mall, when uh, Mr. Masingeta is one of the, my role models, one of person that I look up to. And the so one who owns Prochard Land Mall. Yes, he uh, was mm. friend with my other friend. So when my other mm. friend told me that Lemkhang Masingeta wants to build a Prochard Land Mall, I think tomorrow they are going to view the land and do the landscaping and stuff. I accompanied my friend there to go and learn as well. Mm. So obviously, when I developing, developing uh, the cottage, I already knew what is required of me, the zoning, the bylaws. Mm -hmm. and so, mm -hmm. so I all mm -hmm. those things. Mm -hmm. so there was, so I done the research. I knew mm -hmm. what is required of me, learning mm -hmm. from experiences. Because that's, that's what I tell you. That in property, you don't only need to learn from the experiences that you have. You can learn from experiences of other people. And learning from people, you just need to be involved and you need to engage with them. Yeah. Let's say you want to buy a property in the next coming five years. You can't wait for, the, for, for that year to come and then you start saying, no, I want to buy now. You need to start preparing now. You need to start to liaise with estate agents, developers, mm. property makers. So you need to start in advance so that by the time you are ready to build, then you know, or to buy, you already know what is required of you. Mm, I, like I, I, love yeah. that. I, I genuinely love this advice. It's really, really powerful, right? So thank you so much for that, Level. Um, okay, so my next question is, so now you've got this property and you've like put it in a jacuzzi <laughs> and the work's like, honestly, Genius, genius, like, <laughs> I love it. Um, then what do you, so now you've got this property, you paid off the first, your rent in a year. How do you then decide, okay, I want to do more on property. What was your next step after that? Okay, As, uh, after the next step was that after paying off this property, because now I was already, I think I was debt free. Because I was no longer having a bond. The only thing I was owing was my credit card. And I had money. Remember now, I'm no longer paying a bond. And I'm having my salary. And I'm having the rent income. So I was busy saving. Saving all. Saving. Into my credit card. So I was debt free. So it was going to be easier for me to apply for another property. 
So I applied for another property, same in mm -hmm. project they were developing an extension in, they were developing an extension, extension 31. I think my yeah. goal then was to buy in Rodiport. So I was viewing properties in Rodiport. Then I mm -hmm. met this agent he told me that no why do you want to buy in Rodiport? then i told him no i like Rodiport. growing up since we grew up in middlelands is closer to Rodiport. that our, that was our closest suburb in town so i always wanted to buy there then he said no for now don't buy in Rodiport. buy in places where there's already gonna be new developments because that's where you're gonna make money because there's gonna be future so development clever then just pause there a minute, Lebrahan, mm. because our listeners need to understand that where do you buy, where you see more caterpillars and crates, mm. you yes. know, and you hear other people. Now you know Mr. Masingita is going to build a shopping mall. It tells you something about that piece yes. of property or that extensive piece of land. Something is happening there. You don't go and and that's why talking to other people is so, so important. So this mm. was an estate agent who doesn't know you, giving you free advice, right? Free advice. Yes. You don't yes. even need to be reading it in a magazine and whatever. So, you know, don't pass too quickly on such gems. This is gold, right? This yes. is gold. amazing. Yeah, this is gold. Yeah, so after speaking to him, and then he told me that I can go to the town planner's office in Prochard. They even told me where the office is. He told me a whole lot of things that are going to start happening in Prochard. Then he started telling me that you can buy another property in Prochard. Then. then the following day, I went to the town planner's office. Then when I mm. went there, I said to them, they told me a whole lot of things. At the time, when they told, even the mall was not yet there. When they told exactly. me a whole lot of things that were going to happen, then I was right. like, ah. they told me a whole lot of courts, universities, police stations, all those things. So the after then, schools. I came for property in extension 31, because that was the new development that they were building. So already when I was looking in extension, and when I went to the estate agent, they told me that no, the, the project is sold out. So I can, they can only look for me for people who bought, who I even regret, then that I can buy from. Then I went to uh, property 24, and then I started looking for properties because they had in extension 31 were the most biggest when I checked around in Protetland. Okay. And then that's when I started checking in, in property 24. When I started checking, then I found that no, I found one property that I was interested in, but my mm -hmm. concentration at the time, I was looking at a corner house then. So I think I got three properties in extension 31 that I saw and one in extension 29. Then I went to view all of them. Then I became interested in this other one because it was in a main road of extension 31. Mm -hmm. I put an offer on that one, on that one. The nice thing is that all those things that that guy mentioned, the town planner mentioned, some of them, they are already existing now since it's 2021. And in some of them, I was reading, I think, last, I think, beginning of the year, I was reading they were already um, uh, developing the other area whereby they're going to start building container depots, sports centers and stuff. They're already preparing to build those things. So already I don't regret because of I went to the office, they told me about these things and some of them, they already developed them. I can see them. So remember mm -hmm. now, I saw them on paper whereby it was showing me that these are our future developments. And now I'm seeing mm -hmm. them. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously. This is amazing. Yeah. But this is, this is what you do when you are absolutely wanting 
to get into property investing. If you dip in and out and think you can do it. I mean, people who buy shares, right? Do yes. exactly the same thing, isn't it, Lebo? They sit and they read the previews, the reviews about a share, the reviews about a company. Warren Buffett says it all the time. Why would I buy a share when I don't know anything about that company? That's exactly what you were doing there. Mm. What is Lebo busy with? Mm. Yeah. So whatever you it. do. Yeah, that's it. People who trade. I, I mean, it's something that I could never do. They sit there and watch those charts. That's exactly what you do. You know, you've got to invest some time in it. And people, it looks like it's easy when a person does it afterwards, but they've spent lots and lots of hours trying, looking through things. Yeah, so, and from that moment then, that's when I started being it, because the guy told me that you need to start checking the news and all those things. Then I started checking the news started mm -hmm. following of the nation address because that's where they normally tell us the future developments of the country. Then I started exactly. learning a whole things. Then I also learned when they started talking about all these smart cities that people are like now learning about. I think they yeah. spoke about things very long time. I think Nom Vulam Konyani was still our our premier. He spoke yeah. about all those things that no, we are going to have a smart city called Cypher Fontaine. I think it's opposite Protead Lane. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some two years, I saw already they created the boards there that this is Safe Fontaine. Don't even develop anything. So already yeah. following the news, I'm already seeing a future that no, in this place there's gonna be so much. And when they start with the development, because I'm following the developments as well, I'm gonna be one of the the few people to know because of I already I'm already on par with what is going to happen in my community. So every Absolutely. time there's something that's gonna happen, I'm already ahead because I already receive the news and I've already subscribed with their urban news as well, the online urban news. So when there is something mm -hmm. that share with me, I already know. I already I even subscribe with the premier's news and the and the city's news as well. So I already know the future development. So when I invest in a place, I already know that no in this place in future there's going to be such things. So I don't invest in a place whereby I'm only interested in staying. I invest in a place whereby I know that I'm gonna make money in future. So did you. Wow. Wow. Yeah. This is amazing. Okay. So what did you do? Did you then buy the new developments in, um, did okay, you get next two new developments and how did you, and how many did you get? Did you just get one? Did you get two? How did you progress from there? Okay. The in extension date one, remember the new development was sold out. So, I saw one property that was on that same new development that was sold. I think the difference of the price was 30000 So I decided mm. to say, fine, because I'm buying for investment, let me buy it. Though I'm not going to get it at the same price as other people bought. Then I decided to buy that, new, that, that, that house. It was already having an owner. It was an existing property. But the owner okay. didn't stay on it. The owner didn't stay on it. I think she put tenants. They stayed there for almost six months while I was busy with the process of registering the property in my name. So that was the second property that I bought in Atlanta. Okay. In, in and then on the same very same month, I had a property mentor. During that time, I already had a personal property mentor who's property space already that I was working okay. with. Guy. So you told me that, Lebhan, you can also buy another one. It's possible that you can yeah. buy another one. Yeah. That's, just check another property that already has tenants. This time around, don't buy properties that don't have tenants because you are buying for investment. 
you can buy yeah. another one. Then I said, okay, it's fine. Now I want to buy in a different city. I'm not going to buy in the city of Jobek. Let me concentrate, because my concentration is buying at, in metros or mm. small towns yeah, or capital cities. That's where mm. I buy. So I decided mm. to say, let me now move to Pretoria. And then that's when I started buying in Pretoria. I think I bought two apartments in the same complex. It was a bachelor mm. bedroom. And the nice thing about them, I bought, I bought them from a property developer as well. We bought okay. those properties very long time ago when the development was started in 2011. So he bought them cheaper. So I already negotiated my prices and then he gave me, I think I bought the two, the two bedroom, I bought it for 350 and the market value was already 500,000. That so is amazing. So yeah. So I bought that property with equity. And the nice thing about that property, oh, I keep on showing money from that property. <laughs> I want cash because it's got equity. I always go and borrow because already when I bought the property, I registered it with a higher value, with the with the value. Since it's fair fifty, then I registered it for five fifty. So every time when I don't have money, I just go and buy from that property. And the nice thing is, since I bought that property long time ago, and I'm paying extra as well on the property, so it already has equity. Every time I need this access access funds, and it's got equity. So every time I need money, I just go and buy and borrow from that property. Mm, you refinance on it. Yeah. Labohan kills me. So <laughs> let's let's <talk. laughs> I'm towing money from that property. That's just how it is. You know, when I tell when we tell people that you can you can it, it's a it's a gift that keeps giving right, right? property. Yeah. And you can't refinance shares, unfortunately. Much as mm -hmm. it's a good investment uh, class mm -hmm. and whatever, you can't refinance shares. You can still buy shares from money that you make from property. Let's talk about mm -hmm. two things, Lebohang, uh, if you don't mind, because you are a, you are a mentor as well. Take it slowly when you do this. Here you are. You've got first property in Proti, second property, now two properties in Pretoria. How are you buying these? Were you already properly structured? Were you were you buying them in your name? And why, if not? Okay. Um, all all these properties, I mean, I'm buying them in my name, and the mm. goal is to say when I buy them in my name, because of um, I think there's more for me. There's more advantage in, in buying in my name currently because of I always get approvals. Even when I'm, every time when I apply, I always get approvals. So I'm buying them in my name. So what I do is pay them off and then move them to a company structure. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Okay. And how do you do that? How do you move Sounds them good. to the company structure after you pay them off? Is there any kind of additional paperwork Special. or yeah. something that you have to do? No, you just, Good you, question. remember, it's like now you are selling from yourself and you are selling from your personal name, you are selling into your to your property. So obviously, you will pay for the transfer cost, and then you will have to sign those OTPs, selling from yourself and selling to the property. Then you just okay, need to so. have, just need to have a conveyancer that's gonna do that process for you. Okay. So there is a financial there is a financial commitment of transfer costs because yeah. it's one personal entity to company entity, right? Yes. Mm, and then you spoke about a juicy part that I was coming to. Financially, everyone talks about, oh my God, getting into property requires lots of capital. Oh, it's so hard. The banks have said no to me. 
what what is your experience with our financial system has it been an easy road for you to get bonds has it been difficult and why do you think it's been easy or difficult for you okay for me i can say it has never been difficult and okay. also for those people that are mentoring uh mm -hmm. who told me that it's difficult because remember yeah. mentoring is that now i cannot say i started now i started mentoring because of when I was still even at work, some of my colleagues, some of my neighbors and families, soon they know that I was buying properties and they could see me doing things. They would usually come to me and say, no, I got declined. Why I got declined? Yeah. Most yeah. cases, because I usually apply for myself. I don't, okay, I used bond originators once with my, mm. the first property I used the developer, the developer applied on my behalf with the estate agent. The second property I used bond originators. So with the third and fourth and the fifth properties, I used my own my own application I applied for myself. So I already created a relationship with a bank consultant. And the nice mm. thing about relationship with the bank consultant, they're able to tell you what the bank looks for in approving mm. you and how the system works. So they make you to become involved and get knowledge on how the system works. So immediately when you get knowledge on how the system works, it's much easier for you to own, yeah. to own when you work around your finances and credit. If you intend on buying property, then you work on par with what they already taught you. So already with my finances, even right now, I'm not buying anything. I think I'm going to buy when I'm 40. I want to buy myself something when I'm 40. I'm already preparing myself from now to buy when I'm 40. Because they'll tell you that, you know, you need to have disposable income to prove to the bank that you have money. So I always, even when I teach my my, so, my, my No offense, but how how many years is that? Because like you're saying, you're, uh, you're waiting <laughs> until you're 40. That's so good. Is it yeah. like five years from now? Is it 10 years from now? Like... Uh, it's only two years from, because I'm 38 this year. Okay. It's only, so I think maybe next year I won't be buying, but I don't want to assure anyone that next year I won't be buying because <laughs> <laughs> things can I'm change. <laughs> yes. I might come up amongst a property till then I buy. You understand? Because yeah. every, every year I've got a home loan. That's what I'm saying, telling you that I've got a home loan that's getting approved. Even if it's not in a form of a house, in a form yeah. of a refund, I get approved. Yeah. So when yeah. a person can say the system is biased and stuff, I mean, I've never experienced it. And all the awesome. people that I've been through who, were, who told me that the system was biased to them, when I take them through, uh, preparing for application with their finances and their credit record, they always get approved and they I get amazed. But all along, I thought the system was biased. I'm like, no, the system is not that. It's how you work on your credit or how you work on your your finances. These are the yes. things that you should know. Because most Thank of the you. time, what are, the people who are against the system are people who are not doing good with their credit records who are not even trying to save their finances. So obviously they won't blame themselves. They look they look at blaming the system. But with mm -hmm. the system, I can say I have relationship with all the banks. I think I think one of my strong points in property investing is financing. Yeah. Because I also work okay. for a finance, I also work for a finance uh, department. So I think yeah. finance for me works better because of I already know what is required. If you do things by the book and you do things by the law. I think you won't, yeah. won't have challenges. But remember, if a person goes and take credit and not pay, they are not complying with the law. Obviously, that person will be blacklisted. And when they go and apply, they will be rejected. And obviously, they will blame the system. They won't blame themselves. Mm -hmm. that, no, I took credit and I didn't pay. 
So with me, I don't want to lie. I always get approval and I've created a relationship with banks whereby I'm even able to negotiate my, my, my interest rates. I can say every time I buy, most of my, my, my interest rates are even below mm, I even know the for rate. So obviously, yeah. I, yeah. I, cannot, I cannot blame the system. I can say I'm happy. Hence, I'm even telling you that since I'm buying from my personal name and I'm getting more approvals, I don't have a problem still using my personal name because of yeah. on, on, my, on, my, on, my, on, on, on the company structure. I want mm -hmm. to venture to other businesses that are not property related using Absolutely. that company. So it's much easier for me because of all those properties that I've paid off. Already right now, they are assets, obviously, in that structure. And if they are assets, I can be able to get collateral and borrow and to be able to build equity on build financing or funding for myself for the other ventures that I want for to venture. Other, you are your own bank. Mm -hmm. Lebo, this is, this is such a critical point you bring. This it is, is actually. It is, it is, because our financial experience with banks is what is another stumbling block for mm -hmm. most people because we start our property mm -hmm. portfolios after we had gotten into all sorts of other little businesses, other credits and whatever and 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 by the time you start your property portfolio but it's such a good thing for a young listener who's listening right now who's going to start their first job on the first of january to say as you start what you are hearing from label right now is that just start your credit record on a clean on a, on, on a clean um Slate. And when yeah. you do the financial system, you can actually use it to your own advantage. It is your other people's money that you can build your property portfolio. Yeah. As for the rest of us who start later, right? And you have had history with other creditors, your mobile phones and wherever, get gas and whatever, the retail stops, the retail shops. Of course, now you have got a tainted credit record and just to see how that can be cleaned out because your property portfolio can still start later. Let's not even discourage that. Such gold, such gold. I so agree with that. Like, yeah. wow, yeah. Lebu. Um, yeah. I'm very interested in, this is for my own personal thing, right? Yeah. Like everybody on here has heard me say that like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't have any credit cards. I don't do debt. Like I have a cash life. So <laughs> my credit record is actually not that bad because, you know, like cash mm. life. <laughs> but mm. like also I don't have like um, mm -hmm. so-called credit record apart from like paying my life insurance, paying my car insurance, like my debit orders. Right, which um, I guess not even debt related because life insurance, right? Um, how do you deal with entrepreneurs in that case? Mm. Because we mm. have we don't have a payslip. So how do you mm. approach someone like me who has really only had a job for eighteen months of their entire adult life? <laughs> so good. And so good. Must get able to talk to the bank people for you. <laughs> Right? Because yeah. the thing that annoys me is that then people that work for you, when they have a payslip, they can get Credit. all the access to everything. But you yourself, as you are, you can't. Okay. Okay. Obviously, if you want to, if you want to start applying as an entrepreneur, what I normally mm. tell people 
you're not an entrepreneur, what I normally tell people is that credit card is the credit score. You know mm. why I say that's <laughs> a revolving credit. And it's mm. even easier for the credit barrier, even the creditors to all to, to monitor your behavior with credit. Unlike having one store account, because most people that come to me and say, Look, I've got a store. You said I must open a store account or a cell phone account, but my score is not moving. Then I tell them that some of those credits, like especially for a credit like a personal loan, is not revolving. You took you take mm -hmm. the credit once and then you pay. So since it's not revolving, your mm -hmm. score will always remain unstable. But if you have a credit card and you are using mm -hmm. 30 percent or 50 percent of the credits, then your mm -hmm. credit is moving. It's revolving. So since it's revolving. It's able to study your behavior. So your behavior will have a shift. So immediately your behavior have a, has a shift. The credit score as well, it also gonna has a shift. It's gonna either move to it's gonna move to the to, to, to the second level where it's gonna say soaring high or from stable to soaring high. So in most cases, if you want your credit score to move mm -hmm. from stable to soaring the high, it's better to a credit card. But as I told you that people always demonize these credits. The credit facility don't have a problem. The problem is our behavior. And our behavior is what the credit bureau is looking at. You understand? Yes. So, mm. so most people, what they do, they will take a credit card and start overusing it and start blaming the credit card. I've been using my credit card since 2008, since until yeah. now. I've never had a problem, never been blacklisted. I've never even and, uh, defaulted on that credit card. I'm paying it, I'm controlling it. And I know already knows that sometimes people they'll tell you that no, I've maxed my credit card. So in an instance whereby you are going extra credit card, it's much easier for you to apply for a higher credit because immediately when you apply for higher, let's say your credit card uh, limit was ten thousand and you've maxed the ten thousand. If you apply for more credits, gonna go. Let's say you apply for then it's gonna go to fifteen thousand. Then you are no longer on on max, so it's able to give you a better score. So that's how mm -hmm. you can work with your credit mm -hmm. behavior is upon mm -hmm. you. But for mm -hmm. someone like an entrepreneur, I would advise you to say, okay, on your business account, you can also apply for a credit for a credit card so that you can be able to be able to use your your credit card out of your credit score. And one thing about it I like about the credit card is that you are able to buy anything from everything. You don't have to have a clothing store. If you like clothes, you don't have to have a clothing store account. You can use, you can buy clothes. If you like furniture, you don't have to have a furniture account. You can use it to buy furniture. You can use it to buy building material. You can use it to travel and pay only one interest. Instead of having a furniture account, a credit account, a store account, a self account, whereby now you, are, now you are paying almost, there's a savings fee that you pay when you take credit. So you are now mm -hmm. going to pay so many 69 rents and you are going to pay multiple interest. So it's better to only have one interest, one credit facility, which is a credit card. So for yeah. an entrepreneur, that's what I can also advise them to say. They can take a business a credit card and then use that as part of them, as part of, of their credit. And remember, if you are a, an entrepreneur, you want to act to get into property, you need to have an accountant as well. And then you need mm -hmm. to have a business account whereby your financials are, are reflecting that, okay, in six months, this is how your financials have been reflecting. So if you are having a account, you can pay yourself a salary from that business as well, but not using the business card for your expenses. A business card is supposed to 
It's supposed to 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 to, to only be used for only your business transactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and business expenses. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna start for business card for personal expenses already, if I'm a bank analyst, I'm already seeing your 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 behavior with your finances. So it's much better mm-hmm. for to pay yourself your the income and then you earn your income from your personal account and not use your 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 business as a as a business uh, as a personal expenses there's a guy i think that i was mentoring that guy when he started i think he was an was an auditor he told me that i'm interested in getting into property because he was earning a lot of money and he was renting i told him no you can continue renting your room and then you don't need to buy a house now you can continue renting your room and start buying properties for investment then later on you can buy properties to stay in mm-hmm. the nice thing about him is a good saver he started saving a bot to his properties cash and then he started building he started building the back rooms, the multi-lets, and then he started putting in people for multi-lets. Then he moved because they were cash, they were cash, uh, they were cash properties. He was able to move those cash properties to his business account. I can tell you now, he owns a group of companies, he's running a lot of business by starting by buying only two properties. And I told him you don't have to yeah. buy expenses. We only bought properties, I think that were 120, 140 in the townships, and then he started his wow. like that. Yeah. I and now he runs so many businesses, he even own tankers, <laughs> saving a lot of fleets of, comp- of, of, of transportation, quantums, everything. He's running a whole lot of things, even started a touring company, just using those two. <laughs> Just to, yeah, and yeah. I really like what you what what you you've just shared about the credit card. That the credit I've had the same credit card from the first year of work, which was like twenty plus years ago, oh right? Because goodness. of it, yes, I have only had an FNB card, right? And that's the only credit card I've had. And when and when, this is. Not an advertiser. Uh, no, it's not. Oh my gosh, no. Because I am on the opposite spectrum of it. I <laughs> it. put it out here in case people that, like we're favoring a bank. I am at the opposite spectrum of this with Miso in particular. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when when I was taught, when uh, what I was taught, which which I didn't know, and this is this is just the thing about financial institutions, and and you you are bringing it square into our onto our table, and you do that very well on Facebook mm-hmm. on your on your page as well. That yes. only when you know how to use these things, I didn't even know. Only 10, 15 years after having a credit card did I discover that the credit card charges the interest on day 45. So you actually have an opportunity, even as an entrepreneur, to use the credit card. Then that day, whenever it is that you get paid, you pay all of that credit card and then start using again because you've got a 45 daily way, which actually for entrepreneurs is such a good thing. I only learned it, I had already had a practice, I had worked, I had, I mean, I just didn't even understand the credit card. So financial institutions have got the responsibility of not sending us paperwork because if they give me a word of paper with 17 pages with the credit card, I have the time to read 17 pages. No, you know, educate the person on how to use the credit card to your advantage so that you don't get into trouble. And and I think there's a responsibility there that is that is so, so lacking. Most of us are given credit cards. I remember I talk about the Achiba plan all the time, guys. We got credit cards 
and we were only two days into internship. We haven't ended wow. the internship salary. Yeah. Two days into the internship, it's January. You are going to get your government salary in 30 days. You already have got a credit card. You've got an overdraft. You Like, you know, that's just hard, right? That's totally just hard. I totally agree with that. Mm. You know, all that you've just said. I think that's... It's so... What you yeah. just said. So, yeah. so powerful. Yeah. No. no. Totally. Oh, Lebo. I, Lebo wants to keep us here for the whole night, guys. Mm. Uh, uh. I am so, so excited. So, <laughs> Me too. Um, I have one last question, and I know it's going to take us down the rabbit hole. But, Lebo, <laughs> tell us how you got into Airbnb, because you are very big on Airbnb and Booking.com. So, oh, yeah. how did you get into that? Okay, um, when I told myself, man, because mm. now learning a whole lot of these strategies, uh, some of them started learning about them last year as I go. So what I told mm. myself is that each and every year, I want to try a new property strategy because there's a lot of them. So I want okay. to try a new property strategy, okay. gain experience on it, and then see. And I'm even willing to, 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 to do a collaboration with other people who are interested in us right. learning strategy together because sometimes yeah and they have fears to say also myself some of sometimes i have fears but i'm just that confident person to say but i know i'm gonna do this and then if i fail it means i can dust off and start again so each and every year i come up with a new property strategy that i want to try so with airbnb which i started out this year okay i knew about airbnb i think uh, maybe a year ago two years ago so obviously mm -hmm. as learning i'm one person who when i want to study strategy i start learning the theory first and then learning okay. the theory the theory and the basics then that's when i start saying okay let me put experiment on the theory then and see if it's gonna work then okay. i've been learning about airbnb and then i think last year one guy encouraged me i think the guy is a friend is from malawi because you always mm. travel don't you want to try out airbnb because your place is nice your place can be used as an app because when you don't only like only decorating the structure, you also like the finishing of the place as well. So you yeah. can start being on Airbnb because of your. At the time, I was not utilizing the cottage that I told you about. I was no longer even leasing it out to people. So he said to me, "You can use that cottage as an Airbnb." Then I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'll give it a shot." And then he showed me around his page. He already advertised his own because he's always traveling. So he's always not around. He's got a beautiful house as well. So he put his house on Airbnb. Then he was getting a lot of bookings. Then apparently, yeah, when I started with my mentoring, I met uh, Willie Kalala. I think you hosted him on your podcast already. Yes, we had Willie. Yeah, yeah. And then he also introduced me to, as we do, because he's in my mentorship group as well. Then he started introducing to airbnb to say since it's on tourism you can also do Airbnb, and then i said okay it's fine since now tourism is not it's not busy you can assist me you can be the host i can be the co-host so we're working together mm. on that business on the airbnb so he runs as my host and then when i run as my co-host and i'm also mm. he's also me as well to become Mentoring a host you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on other people that are interested in, because I get people as well who are interested to be on to use their properties on Airbnb. So some of the, those people I share with him, 
and some of those people I want to start even doing the hosting myself for them so Actually, that I can host- I never thought of that partnering with someone because I partnering just, with someone yeah because yeah. I yeah. don't feel like I like the Airbnb thing and I've done like the subletting in Thailand and other places but I find that it's so much easier in other countries than in South Africa at times for me. But now I'm like, yeah, you can partner with people. Yeah, and, and yeah. get mentored. I, and one thing yeah. I like as well, and what you are doing, the retreats, ne? I'm yeah. interested in doing that because I've secured some land. Remember, I'm deployed in, 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 in a rural border of Botswana. Yeah. Oh, I'm interested in that border is it's an in transit to it's it's Botswana and in transit to Zambia, Zimbabwe, and Tanzania mm-hmm. in Angola and Congo. Absolutely. So those are two the big falls. Ne? It's yeah. one mm-hmm. So currently I was thinking that no, since I've secured a rural land, I want to start building a structure whereby I'm gonna do the retreats as well. There's something that you like hosting. I'm also following that as well. Like I'm like, oh, I'm interested in what Ben is doing. So I'm uh, sooner or later. I'm going to start doing that because I prefer that doing that in the rural areas as well. And then I think it's a really that. good model for the rural areas. It, it is. is. We all want to escape the city. When you are on the streets, the last thing you need is. is traffic. And the last thing you need is your phone ringing. The less, yeah. the less coverage of, 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 of the internet, the better for us. So that, yeah. that is exactly. such, a, such a good thing, actually. Lebo, yeah. I've got, not because it's the last question, we, we just, time, you know, time. There is something that you share so well, and I keep, I'm so glad that post keeps coming back. You shared it a year ago. I've just reshared it again on Mom. You share a model of paying off the bond. For someone who doesn't follow you on Facebook, I'd love you to just summarize quickly on that thing that you talk about on here's here's something that can help you pay off your bond quicker because some people don't don't even know that a little hundred rents extra mm-hmm. and that thing of the dates when do you time it when do they charge interest mm-hmm. just share it in summary and don't speak fast label right our listeners are going to shout at us if they miss it honestly you must <laughs> just outline it nicely again how do I pay off my bond and how do you, what system do you use to pay off bonds quickly if that's what you are interested in doing? Okay. Uh, I use different models. I, like for one bond, you can use different models to pay off okay. your bond. Okay. The first one that I normally use, from the first day, my first installment, all my first installments on all my bonds, they are amortized. Amortization system works in a way that you are able to say, I want to pay 500 extra, like my debit order, I want my debit order to run me 500 extra or an extra. So what I normally do with all my bonds from the first, first installment, even with my first thousand, 2008, my first installment right. paying with 500 extra on my bond. So I okay. amortize to the debit order. So immediately when I sign at the attorneys, I tell them that, no, Mina, I want to pay 1,000 rent or 500 extra. So my debit order, since you say my installment is 3,000, I want to pay mm-hmm. 4,000 rent as my installment. So this okay. is my, so you already give them an instruction to say, you want your debit order to run as 4,000 rent and the 1,000 rent paid as an extra, extra payment on your bond. 
That's the okay. first strategy. That's why we normally call it the amortization system. Because of if you pay that thousand rand only, it's gonna just decrease only the years of your bond. Of your bond, let's say you were supposed to pay maybe for 20, 20 years, maybe years. Up to mm-hmm. for, for 15 years, yes. Okay. Then inside that system as well, after paying using that system as well, the very same day, I think what I normally do when they say the bond is registered, even before payment, this is the second strategy. Before payment, what I normally do today when they tell me that no, your bond is registered. I phone the bank same time to say, okay, bank, my bond was registered today. So I want to make extra payment on my bond using an EFT. So the second yeah. strategy is an EFT. So I want I like to use that. I want to use my, my uh, the second strategy using an EFT. So can you give me the account details? So the consultant, they will give us for your ID number and then you give them, then they'll check your bond account number and they'll give you an account number. They have an account Thank number you. for their own account oh. numbers for so that's their own account number they're gonna give you the account number for their home loan department and you're gonna use your own account your home loan account number as reference so immediately Mm. when you say let's say i have ten thousand rand that i have that maybe Mm. i manage or maybe it's my bonus my pmds or your dating check whatever Mm. money that then you are paid that ten thousand rand then you are able to take that ten thousand rand and then paid as an EFT. Mm. They'll give you the details. As soon as they give you the details, you're going to link them. You're going to link them as your beneficiary on your account. Then you already have them as a beneficiary on your account. Then you're going to transfer that 10,000 into their account whenever you have. Remember that one, you won't have it all the time. Remember it's a lump sum. You won't have it all the Mm. time. Transfer it whenever you have it. But if, let's say, you have extra income, maybe you have extra funds on your account, let's say you've done all your expenses, now you are left with this 2,000 rand that you don't know what to do with it. You can mm-hmm. take that 2,000 rand and say, okay, fine. We I'm buy shoes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to buy shoes? talking about? <laughs> I like this, though, Lev, with you. I mean, I love no, the minute you know a strategy, then you plan. You know, we were talking about mm-hmm. it. Van was talking to to, uh, to 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 some people last week about the stock fair. Even the little 500 rands, guys, mm-hmm. it makes a difference. So yeah. even if it's not 2,000, even the 200 rands, it really yeah. does. But continue, Every sorry to discuss. Every little bit helps in the long run, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, the longer I was teaching level that, like I was teaching them the amortization table, Absolutely. the magic student, Gosh. going through it. We go through some of these tech things. So yeah, we learn about trauma, guys, but we also go through this. Don't get scared. <laughs> the so amortization good. table, which is just like showing how the banks make money of the longer we take to pay off a bond, the more money the bank makes from us. So just showing them that just by adding even a little bit extra, you cut off that profit to the banks and you bring it back to yourself, which ultimately is what you want. You know, you think they're giving you favorable terms, but in the long, like obviously they want you to pay off the mortgage over over 30 years versus over 20 years because it benefits them because then you're paying off the mortgage longer. Yes. So when you have the 2,000 rand, what you can do, you can also Mm -hmm. transfer it every month. So that's the second 
kg that say, okay, if you have a thousand rand, you can also transfer the thousand rand every month when you have yes. it. The best way, the days where I prefer that you transfer it. Remember, interest is calculated every day, but capitalized monthly. So what mm. I what I normally do is I check with with all my bonds to say, okay, it's not it doesn't only work on bonds. It also works yeah. on personal loan, your clothing account, and everything because they are all yeah. same similar type of credits. So what I normally do, I check my statements. I always read my statements. I know it takes time and you, you need to know mathematics, accounting. But if I take you through, you learn. It's much easier to learn the statement, though it takes time to study the statement. So I study my statement, then I'll check. Okay, for last month, this is the interest that they capitalized. Then I divide that interest maybe with the days to say, okay, how much interest was I charged per day? We find, mm -hmm. let's say, 20 rent interest per day. Then I know, mm -hmm. okay, 20 interest per day until which they tell you the date. They will even show you the date when they capitalize the interest. Let's say mm -hmm. they already mean now with these banks, because remember, I, work, I, I, had a, I managed to have a bond with all of them. So I already know mm -hmm. that, oh, maybe they capitalize the interest on this day. With APSA, they do it on this day. With NetBank, they do it on this day. So I would say, wait, let's say with one bank, they capitalize the interest on the first. That's when they collect the installment. You'll notice that when you start paying your bond, the, the, the interest is equivalent to the installment. So obviously, let's say they, 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 they capitalize on the 1st of, of October. Then they, your installment is 5,000 rand. And then they say your interest is 5,000 rand. So obviously, when you pay that 5,000 rand, part of the money is going to go to the, to the service fee, is going to go to the insurance. So nothing is going to the capital. So the capital balance of your, of your debt is going to remain the same. So you're not, you're not, actually, you're not paying anything. So you are paying interest. So that's why people, they'll tell you that, no, for the first three years or five years, you are paying interest. It's because of you are not paying, you are not paying anything extra on the bond. But let's say on the first, they, uh, they capitalize the 5,000 rand as interest. Then they deduct that 5,000 rand as the installment. Then you pay the 5,000 rand on the 29th. Or you paid on the 15th. Let's say you paid on the 15th of September before the 1st of October. So you would yeah. have saved interest that you were going to pay on the balance from the 15th of September up until the 1st of October. So what I normally tell people to say, at least pay before the first the day when they capitalize the interest. Mm -hmm. So the, the so the shorter the uh, the earlier you pay, the earlier you are saving on interest because they calculate okay. your interest on the term and on the balance. So if your balance today was 10,000, it's going to be cheaper for you to pay today 200 rand as extra as opposed to paying 200 rand extra on the 1st of November. On the 1st of November. Mm -hmm. That is so amazing. I keep sharing that. I, I mean, like I say, guys, this is James, right? I don't know about yes. you, yes. Ben. I wanted to close on this one. It is my favorite level Facebook post. I tell you, I keep sharing yeah. it with 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 my mentees because I'm I'm not a financial expert. But if someone teaches you a trick, a bank trick like that, why not, guys? Hey, why not? Yeah. So, so that's another strategy whereby you're gonna use the EFT. You can use the lump sum, and then mm -hmm. you can also. Like you said, like you can use the stock fail. I used to be part of the stock fail whereby, and with the stock fail, oh, me now are so strategic. <laughs> he said that now I'm no longer going to be part of the stock fail because they're going to say, I live hang. That's when she's so clever. You know what I did with the stock fail? 
uh-huh. when you start stock fail, like we our stock fail model is not the one that we save and then we share money into them, it's the one that we pay, we pay the person monthly. So if we save yeah. two point five, we get six members and then we pay you two point five per month. So yeah. I always chose to be number one in all <laughs> you are our second guest. <laughs> you know what, guys, like my family doesn't listen to this podcast uh, too often. I'm going to start this. I'm going to start a family stock now. I'm going to make myself number one. Watch me. This is what I I'm doing. To you know why I used to be number one? Because <laughs> I used to tell people, remember when you work in finance, you, you are always alert with these financial terms in mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you do, I used to tell them that no, I'm number one. The reason I chose number one is because when in January, I become number one, and then can you still hear me? Yes, we now you are back. Yes, so when you are number one, when I become number one, let's say they pay me in January 2.5, they pay me in January, let's say they give me 20,000 in January. You know, 20,000 right. has a higher value as compared to 20,000 in June and in December. I how come now? Value of money is the first thing you learn in finance is that uh, okay. 100 no, rand today is better than 100 rand in 30 days. In 30 always, days. always. Because no, okay. think about it, Mizo, like to yeah. think about it this way. Today, we know what the what the interest rate on your mortgage is if you've got, um, if you don't have a fixed interest rate, right? But if she takes that 20K and she gets it today, she can pay it into her into her loan right but in six months by then the 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 reserve bank could have increased the interest rates and she won't get the ben- the same benefit benefit yeah. of the same twenty thousand. with inflation we don't know what the economy is going to do so what a hundred rand can buy you today is probably mm-hmm. a lot more than what a hundred rand can buy you in six months. Just like yes. what we could buy six months ago with a hundred rand is not the same as what we can buy now with a hundred rand. So money yeah, today you. is always better than money tomorrow. It's called the time value of money. Love it. Love it. No, no, <laughs> and, no, guys. Yeah, and and yes, another them. thing is remember if I'm number one, as as mm-hmm. Ben said bill of money so if today i'm number one in january then they give me that twenty thousand. remember it's a loan yeah it becomes so it becomes a interest-free loan, loan since I'm pay it. so for them the person that's sitting at number five or six it becomes a a savings without interest mm-hmm. for them but you sitting at number one it becomes a loan without interest so as she's saying if they give me that twenty thousand in january I take it and put it on my bond. Bond, yeah. And obviously, I'm going to save the interest. As she said, that if the interest rate goes high, let's say my bond was 180, then I pay that 20,000 in January. Then I'm going to, yeah. my balance will be 160. So the interest okay. I'm going to pay in June for 180, I'm no longer going to be paying for 180, I'm going to be paying for 160. So 160. that's time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. guys. Listen, me, I didn't fail this this thing in medical school. It wasn't there. But you know what excites me about what we are doing here is that you never stop learning and you can't say you know. And the, I think I think the biggest, biggest hurdle that most professionals have is that they've studied so hard for whatever it is that they've studied for. Let's take medical people. 
you studied so hard for so many years and you think you know it all. Yeah. The issue of finance is not something you have failed. You know, just don't mm-hmm. stop yourself from asking these questions, finding out new wisdom and getting on to it. Then I, I'm fueled. If Mary goes too. on, oh she's going to spoil this. <laughs> this was incredible. So this it was is. absolutely incredible. Level, you have showered us with knowledge. Let's move on yeah. to the next segment of the show. On to the next segment of our show, magical feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Okay, so guys, welcome to Magical Feedback. Oh my goodness, I'm going to have Misa start us off as usual. (laughs) So many, right? There are so many. I don't know which one to start with. My goodness. All right. Let's try um, how Lebu gets into property strategies. She gets into various strategies as a result of people and as a result of relationships that she forms. You, You will realize that she's a talker. She easily connects with people. We connected with her on on, on Facebook and we've known her her on Facebook. She's our friend. I even have an appointment with her in Town. So let me give you my first takeaway. She firstly was discussing house hacking strategy with a family where she had gone to buy building material. Yeah, Mr. Stain somewhere in Ranfontaine ended up talking to her about the little money down strategy of house hacking, how she must progress her property, her property journey. She ended up at an office at the municipality and ended up in a conversation with a town planner who gave her the information of how protea and um, this extension 31 was going to be developed. Protea, Protea Glen is 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 a Soweto suburb where there was nothing. When I grew up, there was mm-hmm. nothing there. It's a full township with fancy schools, fancy shopping malls now. And she got that out of what? Relationship. Yes, yes. Property investing is about relationships. That's my first takeaway. Mm, wow, love yeah. that. Love that takeaway, Nizor. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. My first takeaway is how she said she she took she built a back room, right? Like, and she didn't make it into a traditional back room. So you can do whatever you want. She was yeah. in a jacuzzi, jacuzzi in a back room. <laughs> and of course, within and then she says within a matter of hours, she had so when she decided to put the property up for rent, she had so many requests for tenants. Right, she didn't have to struggle. So again, is that like you can? And we keep hearing this on this podcast yeah, about how do. people are building and doing property investing in the township, but then they adding this extra flair and yeah. making these properties into something incredible. incredible so yeah. I just I feel like when you do something extra, you don't have to do whatever other people are doing in the neighborhood with their properties. You can do something in that property 
and uh, to make it stand out to get more tenants. So this was yes. just so beautiful. That is so beautiful. It is it is what differentiates you. I mean, I didn't do marketing, but what do you want to be differentiated as mm. as a landlord? Right. And what makes your property what draws? Because backroom is backroom, honestly. Exactly. Come on, right. So, but someone will want to live longer, will want to take care of your building or your your apartment when you do that. I like that. I like that. Actually, I hadn't thought of it that way then. So so here is my oh, this takeaway is my personal takeaway. Who knew that? Actually, you find free information of property management at the rental tribunal court. There is something called the housing tribunal where, where landlords and tenants will take each other when they have got disputes. Mm. You will find out about the rights of tenants there, rights of landlords there. And um, she shared another, another nugget that there is a newsletter online called Eben News. That's how you know where all these houses or where all the other deals that other people have and you don't know where people find pieces of land in the township or houses that are distressed. You find them there. Urban News. Apparently it's online. Who knew? Wow, that is amazing. Isn't that, that is absolutely yeah. incredible. Um, good takeaway, Mizo. And just guys, let's all write down Urban News and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> and okay so my other takeaway from uh, from level is how she says she learned from other people's experiences you know yeah. she just she looks she listens to people and she really really looks at other people's experiences and learns from that and she was very clear that you don't need to go have your own experience of failure and then make it up and then come back this is why people get mentorship they get coaching they get coaching. all sorts of things but more than anything this is exactly why we started the podcast so that's exactly yeah. my, it's my takeaway because what she spoke about is exactly speaks to the mission of the property magicians podcast which is that we felt like if people would learn more about property investing by listening to other people's experiences, by hearing other people's stories and what and understanding their journey. So, so, so powerful, guys. As a plug, keep listening to the podcast. This is what makes it so powerful. This is it. And we're glad we have shared this, this podcast with you so far, guys. We are almost at episode 100. And this is why. Learn from other people's experiences. Don't go and reinvent anything, for heaven's sake. Here is your library. I am going to take this one because for me, it was like a personal finance class. Um, this, this takeaway. There were many others that when the day oh when her bond registration is going through or when the conveyancing attorney says your bond has gone through they send an email normally she instantly gets the eft um eft account number for the bond and she on the, even before the debit she pays her installment forward can you imagine small thing like that 
can change how much of your bond. If you've got a bond of 400,000, for instance, and on the day of registration, you've got just an extra 5,000 on the side and you put it in, instantly your bond registers with 5,000 less. Right. Yes. So you already have got a bond that is registered at 5000 less. And it makes a hell of a difference in terms of the amount of interest that you pay back to the bank from day 30 in 30 days time. When they calculate your interest, you start on not an even on an even footing. You are ahead of the bank because that's where they make their money. Interest, guys, interest. Yeah. That's what kills our money story. I love, love that takeaway because for me, it's a person. I mean, I was today old to find out that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like wow. that. Wow. So like my other takeaway is um, how she got into Airbnb by partnering <sighs> with Willie, who's one of our podcast guests, right? Yes. Is that, yes. Again, it speaks to the whole like work, learning from other people's experiences is that yes. we talk, I know you've talked a lot about this means or on here, which is this idea of that if I don't in property, sometimes I just bringing my experience is enough to a deal, right? Mm-hmm. We all bring different things to, things a, deal. to a deal. So this is what, so she realized that actually Willie brought this incredible experience of understanding Airbnb, what makes an Airbnb work, Airbnb management, etc. And so she partnered with him and this is how she made the Airbnb work. Uh, yeah. with him and this is how she got into Airbnb which I thought was absolutely incredible and super powerful it's genius it's yes, genius very, very it's genius. genius so she's partnered she's co-host she buys the property but really brings her experience they co-host the yes. apartment and she's yes. making and she is testing the strategy look at that mm-hmm. chances of failure are how much very thin chances of failure because she has partnered with someone who has got experience. She had the money and the deal. That's exactly how relationship here, guys. So when you sit in your corner and you know everything and you think you're going to apply 15 strategies, that's how we fail and that's how people don't start in property Mm -hmm. investing. Oh my God, I had, yeah, I love how you so. I am so excited to hear what other people got from this podcast so guys do let us know right let us know in the comments let us know on itunes in the reviews it's really really nice to always hear what you guys got from the podcast from the podcast yeah now on to the journey to magical expansion where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest Okay, so welcome to Magical Expansion, guys. Misa is going to kick us off with her usual question, with her favorite After the learning so much, let's see what, let's let's get to know you a little bit more, Lebo. Lebo, have you got a book that changed your life or is it just people that change your life? It can be a business book, it can be a property book, it can be any book. Okay. Uh, I can say it's people that changed my life because of, I think my property journey is mm. more learned through experience than through the book. Okay. It's not, it's not more reliable on the book. It's more reliable yeah. 
own experiences and the law. Remember the book, sometimes you read an international book and you only find that some of the things on the book that apply to South African laws. Absolutely. So what I do, I can say, I, when, I, when I gain experience in property investing or information, I always translate it to the South African law. If in okay. our property law or our property laws, like the Alienation Land Act, law of South Africa, yeah. does it, that it imparts with it. So I think one of the books, I think that I can say it works for me, it's the commercial books. I studied commercial law with one of my okay. studies. So where I think when I was busy studying that, uh, uh, that, uh, that module, I was saving a court case with one of the properties that I bought whereby after buying the seller was so jealous after finding out that I'm only not buying for residential, I'm only buying for I'm only buying for business to set up as a as a property investing business. So she became us and then she took me to court to say I bought the property. Mm-hmm. So apparently that worked for me. That book worked for me because already the book was law on its own. So mm-hmm. everything that I studied mm-hmm. on the book, I was able to experience it through my court case. Absolutely. Wow, wow man. Listen so, to that. Uh, um, do you remember the name of the book? It's Commercial Law. Uh, uh, yeah, it's commercial. I think it's Commercial Law One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. It's I can okay. tell you for free that maybe many of us will not be reading that one <laughs> as in depth. <laughs> Having gone through commercial law, I'm good. <laughs> but thank you for sharing. I will, check, I will check the book because I gave it to the other when when I finished with my studies, I gave it to the other child that was studying this the following year. But I will make sure that I, I, I get the book and then I will post it on my Facebook. I'll also share it with you guys. Absolutely. Thank you. We'd appreciate that, actually. people to read it on the podcast because that's basically South African law and it's more about property investing and property Mm -hmm. purchases in South Africa. So Mm -hmm. most of the things that you're going to read on the book is the things you're going to come up with when you are doing the OTPs. Actually, everything is explained there, how the OTP works and everything, even the installment buy. I think I didn't share with you my story of uh, I bought some land in Western Cape through installment buy. It's there. And it was nice that the same year that I was studying the book, I also bought the the I bought the land through installment buy as well. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Whether I you're going to have to that. come back for financial models in property yes. investing. I I already yes. see a podcast actually that is just specially about finance and property. Mm. Let's 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 sit down. Yes. Thank you. Lynn. Let's have her back, please. Oh, because yeah. we still want to talk to her about wholesaling. We want yeah. to talk about installment buying and any other financial yeah. models that you have in mind that yeah. we can talk to Are you about Lebo. Let us know. We'd love to have you back. Um, mm-hmm. so Lebo, what keeps you inspired? Um, I think what keeps me inspired is when people um they are always buying properties, everyone like, I think when you buy a property, you just become my friend. Whether you're buying your first property for a child or you're buying your property, I just become so happy for buying properties. I just become happy. Remember when you talk to people who don't have properties, like you having a topic, it's like they want to, to push you off because they don't understand what you're talking about. So immediately yeah. when you first home buyer or you buy yeah. for investment, 
immediately when I start having a conversation with you, we come on the same level and then we are able to become friends. We have something that we can relate and talk about. So everyone mm-hmm. that buys the property, for me, they inspire me. And the nice thing about ne, that I like is that everyone, I think every week, whether it's my colleague, my families, my friends, they will buy properties for investment. Some they will build their dream. Right now, maybe people now are now building their dream houses. Maybe we, we didn't even start five years ago to invest in property. They're already building their dream. One thing, when they buy those, when they build those properties, they engage me because already, you know, I'm, I also know the suppliers of the building materials. So they always ask for me, where can I get this building material? Where can I get this design? So I'm able to refer them. So immediately when I refer them, once they do those things, they will send me pictures and stuff. Everyone that has built, I think this have got about six to 10 people that have built their dream houses. They've shared the photos with me. And when they share the photos, they say to me, don't show them to anyone. I'm like, why don't show them to anyone? So I think that gives me the love and joy to say they trust me with their mm. they I trust like me with their achievements because it's like not that. easy for people to celebrate other people's achievements. So they know mm. that immediately I share my dream. Even though I'm right now, I don't ever do I haven't built my dream house. I'm still on the path of building my dream house. So already they've built their dream houses. So when they share their dream houses with me, they know that the Buhang, she's one of the people who's gonna celebrate with us. Mm. So they already know that. And they also invite me to say, no, the structure is done. You can come and view. Like today morning, I went to Albertin. I went to mm. Albertin Shopping One of the ladies that I was, uh, that she was doing refinancing. I think I once shared about a refinancing on my Facebook that you can uh, be able to use or pay up house to go and borrow money and you can get your home loan in a form of cash and then you can start building a new house or buying many properties. So with her, we did that strategy. And when we started with that strategy, because Minato, I told her that, no, you, you can be able to do this. And then she went and told other people who discouraged it, said, no, that's not possible. There's no bank that can give you a home loan in a form of cash. There's no such. She's lying that one. She's just telling you stories and mysteries that things oh, are possible. No. No? Wow. So, so what happened is I was able to say, let's try this. And then we did it. We did it with one bank and then it was approved. She was paid the money. She already had a piece of land. And then she started using the money to build in that land. The nice thing is because she already had a piece of land, the other house obviously will be a mortgage. And then the new house has got a title deed. So if you finance the old house and then you buy a new one, the new one, you're still going to have a title. So you're still going to have a paid up house. It's just that at this stage, you're now going to have two properties in a form of one mortgage. Mm-hmm. You understand? So mm-hmm. when I passed when I passed there by her place today, I think I was passing through her freeway. She built her house in the estate next to her freeway. I saw the house. It's now painted. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Like she showed me in pictures. But now since I've seen the house when I was passing there, I was so happy for her. And she was like, don't tell anyone that I've built this house. Don't show anyone. Until I show them. So all those things, when everyone share that with me, I'm like so happy that they know that I can celebrate their achievements. They know that mm-hmm. I love from such a way that I won't be angry that they've built a house before me or done. They became successful yeah, before me. There's no competition there. There's no mm-hmm. competition. Mm-hmm. So I become so inspired by that, that no, there are people who trust me with their achievements. There are people who are willing to share their happiness with me. So that makes me a happy person as well. 
I love that. I love that. Lebuchan, now that you've, you know, you've walked this journey so for so long, over 10, 15 years, what do you wish you had known before? Are there any regrets, any mistakes in the property investment journey? One one that you can share with our listeners? Okay. Um, I think uh, when I first bought my property, the one thing mm. I didn't because that was a long time ago, 2008. Uh, the internet was there, but we are not using the internet mostly. Yes, I did use the internet for that property purchase, but there are some of the things that I missed. One thing I missed is applying for FLISP because I was a low-income earner. I think yeah. I... <laughs> according to my, to my package salary, I qualified for FLIPS, Please. so I didn't apply for that with my first mm. property which means I could have paid my property off even long time before eight years, I could have paid the property up because Flips would have paid the deposit for me. But with yeah. that property, one thing, I like, uh, 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 one thing I like is that when you talk about the credit facility, at the time I didn't have any credit, I didn't have any credit score. I think the NCR, I think before the recession in 2008, the NCR was not more concentrated on your credit score and stuff when they were issuing credit. I think after 2008, that's when they became strict when it comes to home loan and credit record and stuff. So I applied without a credit record and I was approved. You know what I used, Maizo? The, the agent told me that, no, you have a slim account. They will not approve you because you don't have a credit record. And then I told him that, no, I don't have a credit record because I don't want to take credit because already I want to qualify for this bond. I'm, I'm not qualified to pay the installment with my salary because I don't have any credit, I'm buying everything cash. So I'm gonna be able to qualify. The only credit I'm having, which is not even reflecting on my NCR, it's uh, 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 the NEFSAS. Uh, uh, NEFSAS, student, uh, your student uh, loan. Mm -hmm. So I told them that now I have a student loan that I'm paying. And the nice thing about my student loan is that NEFSAS didn't chase me to say pay the loan. Immediately when I got employed, I'm the one who contacted them to say, I'm now employed and I'm now willing to pay and this is so much I can afford per month. So that's one thing when you mentioned that people need to know that they are supposed to pay for their credit, they're supposed to pay for the debts that they took. Yeah. So I was one of those people who did that and it worked for me to be able to yeah. qualify for a home for loan. A home loan. Yeah. To take all those statements from the day I started paying and then I was able to show the bank to submit to the bank and they were able to approve me based on that. So being amazing. Yeah, yeah, being good that's... Credit, it also assists. So one thing mm -hmm. I can say I regret was that I didn't then I didn't and then the second thing when it comes to my court case, though the court case was in my favor, yeah. because of I complied with all the requirements of the of the agreement mm -hmm. that we had with the contract that we had with the with the seller is the OTP. I just want people to know, to be very, very careful when signing the, the OTP. They need Thank to be you. very careful Thank because that's you. the only thing that saved me during my court case. Remember Thanks. the agent, okay. when they go to court, they had a mandate that was signed by the seller. I had the OTP that was signed by the seller and the, the attorneys had the power of attorney that was signed by the seller. And the seller Absolutely. is accused of us to saying we sold her property illegally. So once oh, you say it means there's no documentation. So those three documentation, they saved all saved of us. You. So the okay. OTP, the OTP saved me in such a way that 
you need to make sure what are you signing for in that OTP. So mm-hmm. I mean, I remember this was my second purchase. So it was easy for me before I signed. I sat down with the estate agent and I questioned and we went through each and every clause on the OTP. Close. And Absolutely. then I made sure and then before I sign, I sign. But on the Absolutely. other end, I think the seller, the seller didn't understand anything about the property. She didn't that. understand the seller. Thank you. Deb. Let's she leave it there. But that's, cancel. yeah. That's, she let's leave it there. That's cancelled and then the deal will be cancelled. Mm, and the deal was already registered at that time. It was already registered. Okay. All righty. That's what you needed to, yeah. That is what you wish you had known. Okay. Ben? Okay, Bangile has dropped off. Let's let's continue to the next question level. What else do you think you still need to learn in property? Is there one thing that you feel like you still need to learn? I know there will be many. Yeah, there will be many, but the one major thing I want to to learn is to is becoming a property developer, mm-hmm. which I was given opportunity uh, by this other American guy. He wanted us to build a hotel in Mozambique. Mm. Yes. So yes. The only, hotel building. Okay. Yeah, hotel. Yeah. So the only a hotel building and property and, and managing it. Is that what you want to learn? No, property developing it. We developing developing. It oh my God, from the ground. That's yes. huge. That's huge. Yes. We we had one we had one one guest who, who discussed that day's house about about um, the hotel business. That's that's incredible hospitality. All right. Let's carry on to the next question, the last question of the podcast what property resource do you want a listener that's listening to you to go to right now a level there would be a podcast a youtube or one resource any resource that you want someone to pay attention to just one single thing only one okay two three (laughs) okay Uh, yes okay they can listen to the Property Magician show because of I've listened to most of the interviews. It's just due to you time and into all of them. Yeah. Yes, I think you've uh, featured Thank most you. of the amazing investors on the yeah. show who are doing different strategies. I think the podcast is the very good platform where people can Thank learn. You for, Thank you for letting them know. Investing. And then mm-hmm. they can also invest in the YouTube channels, the yeah. YouTube channels that other property investors are hosting. I'm also yeah. going to be hosting one soon. Uh, they can also listen, yeah, they can also listen to that and start following whatever mm-hmm. that is shared mm-hmm. on, those, on, on, those, on those podcasts. And then mm-hmm. they can also buy books. Books can also help them to yeah. learn about property investing strategies. Number four, they can also get a mentor. You know, when one thing I, I love totally. about it, one thing I love about mentors is that you learn from their mistakes. I can tell you, every day I meet people who always come up with different uh, challenges that they are meeting when they are doing their property deals. So by learning through a mentor, I think you are saving your money and you are saving your time as well. Your time. Because your time. If, if, yeah, if you don't have a mentor, you are going to lose money. You are going mm. to lose 
money. Because in finance, anything related to loss, it's money. It's money. Once you lose time, once you lose money, you lose time. So they are interrelated. So I think... And I think it's such an important thing to to raise, like uh, important to raise about mentors is that most people feel like their investment on mentorship, they don't see what the value is of the mentorship. But until you have lost 800,000, then you will see that a mentorship of 15,000 will not break the bank. Actually, it will save you much, much more money. But thank yeah. you for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Lebo, let's just talk. Um, thank you so, so much for, for going through the magical expansion with us. That is very important. Um, how do people contact you? either for mentorship or, yeah, for mentorship, guys, um, use use a resource when it is there and, and, and know that we share information, but we also share it in time. So where do people find you? Okay. Email um, address, can... telephone, WhatsApp, what? My email address, it's levelgrass, levelgrass mm-hmm. okay? at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And my profile on Facebook is Label Grass yeah. as well. And then I've got now a TikTok channel, Label Grass. I'm gonna be posting some content on the channel, and very okay. soon I'm having a YouTube channel. And I also yeah. have a Facebook page called Label Grass Creeps. They can also follow me on that. Absolutely, Label Grass Creeps. I would love to go and, and and follow that because I am I I just love how you write. You write from the heart and very generously. So, Label, tell me, what was your intention on coming to to the podcast? What is your intention? What do you want to walk away with, or what do you want? What is the last way that you want to leave people with? Okay. Me um, coming to to the podcast, I just wanted to educate people on my journey so that people okay. can learn, especially the low income earners. Because I started as a low income, mm. so that they can learn that you don't need to have money to invest in property. For exactly. instance, my friend, the two properties that I bought that were already tenanted, which are at, at the townhouses. Already, mm. I didn't have money, but I was able to invest in that. And the nice thing that my Immediately when they got registered, I got paid the very same day. So I made money from day one. So those yeah. are the some that I want people to know that you can uh, build your journey in property investing. And one thing I love about property investing is that it's regulated. We work mm-hmm. according to the law and you are able to even grow into other portfolios of Portfolio businesses. Of business, your, own, yeah. your own properties. So yeah. I think the only way to say, okay, I can say my millionaire status, I reached my millionaire status using property investing. Property. Yes, I may not be a millionaire in funds, but I'm a millionaire in assets. So in assets. I'm able Absolutely. to through property, yes. I, I think love, there was no love, other way because, uh, because there was no any other way where I could say I have funds sometimes to invest. But with property, yeah. your own property, it's funds on its own that you are investing. So, Ladies and gentlemen, I think this is this is such a key thing. Level, I I I hosted a workshop on 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 low money down and no money down property investing, 
right? Mm. There is still a link that people can buy on that because I think it's so critical because what people get from even real estate agents, they bump into someone who says, oh, ah, you need to save more. I was told even the same thing, right? I was told, oh, you don't, don't talk about property investing, doc. You just need to buy this endowment. Um, you, you need lots of capital for property. And that's how our people don't get into property investing. But this is your resource, guys, and go and do research, read, um, contact us and, and find out other ways. Lebo, this has been so incredible. You have no idea how grateful we are that you came finally. And I think we're going to have you back because we need to structure another podcast just talking about ring fence the finances and property investing but thank you again for your time it's a sunday afternoon that we are recording this this podcast and i am grateful my co-host has fallen off the wagon she has got load shedding welcome to johannesburg in south africa but it's been an incredible incredible journey level thank you thank you thank you okay thank you Maizo, for hosting me and i wish you the best <laughs> the podcast and i yeah. wish to do some collaboration with you guys one day <laughs> we'd love love that we think there is lots of commonalities and good luck with that youtube channel i can't wait i'm going to be the first follower please send me the link when it goes on thank you our listeners we'll see you on the next podcast we are quickly get into episode 100. We've got a special, special one for you. So thank you. Thank you, Maiso. Thank you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa, and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free, and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income, or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as vangile makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc, Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians Podcast and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration, from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at Miranda at wealthy-money.com. Again, inbox me at Miranda at wealthy-money.com if you want me to help you start your property journey.